Now let's get to the message today. You know, Christmas is a time of giving and receiving gifts, and God has given us some perfect gifts already. It's available for everyone who will receive them. The scripture says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. You don't want to exchange God's gifts that he gives you. Have you ever been really given a bad gift and you don't know what to do with it? You don't want to exchange what God has given you. They're wonderful gifts. And we talked about the greatest gift, which is the greatest miracle you can receive. Last week, we talked about the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation is the greatest gift that's been given you. And today's gift I want to teach you about, just for, for the next few moments, is the second greatest gift that God has given and the second greatest miracle that you can experience and that is the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to get into it today. I'm telling you, if you have not received, the gift is available for you today. Our key text is found in Acts chapter 1. And this, is, this takes place after Jesus had already been raised from the dead. The Bible says that he appeared to his disciples afterward for an amount of 40 days. During those 40 days, he met with them. He still taught them. And in Acts 1, it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So today, if you have not received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, it's available for you. It's a gift for you. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring some clarity uh, to you today. So hopefully you'll say, why would I not want to receive that gift? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness, your goodness. Thank you for what you've already done. Now, Lord God, we know we need you, and we need every gift you have for us. So our hearts are open. We pray that you would speak to our hearts. Church, let's pray it together. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I think we have time for just a little Boudreaux joke before we get into it. And Boudreaux bought his mother-in-law a cemetery plot for Christmas. She didn't seem to be very happy about it, of course. And the next year, Boudreaux didn't buy her anything. And Marie, his wife, said, Boudreaux, why didn't you get my mama anything for Christmas this year? Boudreaux said, because she ain't even used the last year's <laughs> present. <laughs> That's wrong. And, there, and, and this applies to many Christians that you haven't used the gift that God has already given you. And it is the gift of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It is for you and it is for your benefit. Jesus said, guys, don't go anywhere until you receive. He already gave them the great commission. He already told them to go and make disciples of every nation. 
But then he said, wait, though. Don't go do anything I've commanded you until you receive what my Father has already promised. What I've talked about is the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It makes a difference. If it didn't, Jesus would not have put such an emphasis on it. Peter is a great example of the difference it makes in, in a person's life to receive the gift, this gift that we're talking about this morning. When Jesus was standing trial before Pilate, excuse me, before the chief priest, Peter denied Jesus not just one time, but three times. And as Scripture records, Peter was not the only one that denied Jesus, right? The Bible says all of his disciples fled. They all abandoned Jesus at the time that Jesus needed him the most. But in less months later, we look at Peter's life again. We find him in Acts chapter 2. After he received this gift, look at what happens. He said this, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, the other guys that abandoned him, uh, abandoned Jesus. He raised his voice, no longer denying Christ, he addressed the crowd. Peter begins to preach his first message. He says this, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you, talking about the baptism that they had just received. He said, Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose, as you think they are. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel he, this is what was prophesied by Joel. He said, in the last days, I will, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Peter goes on to preach the message. You'll find it in Acts chapter 2. He preaches that Jesus was the Son of God that you crucified. I mean, he doesn't hold back. And at the end of his message, the Bible says about 3,000 people were, became disciples, became believers. What a powerful difference. Peter went from denying Christ to be a proclaimer of Christ. The difference was the gift of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The gift was so important that Jesus said, again, wait don't do anything else until you receive it. The gift is still important for every one of us to receive. Now, there's no way I can adequately cover all of the benefits of the baptism during the time that we have this morning, but I want to just bring out a few points. If you're taking notes, these are some of the benefits of receiving the gift. The first one is this. He gives you power. He gives you power. Jesus said it himself. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, who doesn't want more power from God? <clears throat> who doesn't need more power to live for God? The Holy Spirit gives us power to live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us power to live like Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us power to work for Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us power to tell others about Jesus. Why would we not want more power from God? 
This is the power that transformed Peter, and I'm telling you, it will transform you too. Peter became actually the father of the church, the new church, the early church. And God will use you in ways that he'll transform your life and use you in ways that you cannot imagine. What we need is more power of God in our lives. There is an anointing for daily living. The Holy Spirit will help you. Our daddies, we need more power to live for God, to be an example for God. Mamas, you need more power to be able to be the woman of God, to pray for your family, to lift them up. Kids, our teenagers need more power for God to live in this wicked world, don't they? they we need more power from God and the Holy Spirit will give you more power. Jesus said it. The second benefit of the, of the gift is this. He gives you a prayer language. He gives you a prayer language. The Holy Spirit gives you the unique ability to pray with a heavenly language. The Bible refers to it as speaking in tongues at one time. 1 Corinthians says this. Paul said, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. I mean, there's some things that I need God to do for me. That's okay. I don't need you to know about it. It's okay to ask for agreement in prayer. But some of these things, I just got to go straight to God with it. As a matter of fact, there's some things that I don't even know that I need. I can't even put it into language. Have you ever been there? Uh, it's, it's like the lady that said, somebody got to do something. Have you ever been there? And God, I don't know even know what it is, but I just know it is something that's got to be done. And God gives you this direct connection with a prayer language to go to God. You speak directly to God, not to people. It says, indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Now, this is where, so this is the reason why so many people have a hard time with praying in tongues. Because we're too much in our minds. And if our minds can't understand it, that means we don't receive it. But by doing so, you're limiting God to what you can think about in your mind. Yeah. Now, isn't that sad? Because for some of us, that ain't too big. <laughs> be very careful if you're that kind of person. That is, you have, to, you have to be able to understand it to receive it because you'll miss out a bunch of things from God, including salvation. It is received by faith. Now, I get it. We research things. We pray about things. We give it to the Lord. Yes, you should. But your mind ain't going to receive, understand things spiritually speaking. You have to receive it by faith. So it's an awesome prayer language. The Bible also refers to it as actually praying in the Spirit. And we all have times that we don't know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit knows, the Bible says, the will of God. And he knows what needs to happen in your life. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he goes on to say this, a person who speaks in tongues is personally strengthened. Personally strengthened. When me and Patty were in Europe for uh, 2010, uh, there were many things that we were limited in doing because we did not have the language. As a matter of fact, the language is. And there were, there were things that we were afraid to do, timid to do, because we didn't want to get somewhere and not be able to communicate because we could not speak the language. And I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit knows how to speak the language. 
He knows how to go to God and tell God exactly what I need. And I just allow him to pray through me. I don't know what he's saying. I just know it's what needs to be said. Amen? And that's the benefit. This is the reason why Satan wants to talk you out of it. Some of you, back when you lived for, for the devil, you created your own language. You made up cuss words that didn't even make no sense. Didn't it? I mean, it's like, that don't even make sense. And you was glad to speak that language. Let's go ahead and receive what God's got for us and allow him to speak through us what we need him to speak. Amen? It makes a difference. God answers. Okay, so you have this powerful prayer language. Then number three, he gives you particular gifts. Particular gifts. Now, I'm going to go into more of the gifts in a couple of weeks when I wrap this series up. But particular, that word, I, I chose that because it, as an adjective, it's used to single out an individual member of a, a specified group or class, especially great or intense. It's a gift. Now, what's so awesome about someone that has a gift? Drew, Sarah, the singers up here, they have a gift. And what's so, um, what's so amazing about the gift of the Holy Spirit. There are other people that can sing, but they're not anointed. The gift that comes from the Holy Spirit is not only a great gift, but there's an anointing that goes with that. And it makes a difference in lives. The anointing is not for them. The anointing is for us. The anointing is not even approval. It's for the people. But the gifts of the Holy Spirit come with this ability but the anointing with it. The anointing is always pointing toward Jesus. If there's uh, someone that's using their gift that's pointing at themselves, the anointing won't stay long. He'll still move. The Holy Spirit will still move to reach people, but it won't stay long. There will be a fall. But the anointing points toward Jesus. It's, it's a particular gift that's anointed, that's given by him. And the good news about it, we all get a gift from him. Some receive more gifts, some receive, everybody gets a gift, and as we use that gift, that gift grows. He gives more gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you, do not want you to be uninformed. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, for the good of the body of Christ, not for the person to elevate them, to make them feel special. It's for the body of Christ. I discovered uh, this last week some news that's right. This just changed my world. I've been telling Patty all along that I am Jewish and I'm chosen. And I just discovered by the Internet, because you can believe everything the Internet says, that the, that the last name, my last name, Cuban, is actually a variant of Cohen, K-O-H-E-N, or C-O-H-E-N. And it's Hebrew, listen to this, for priest. It gets better, it gets better. <laughs> the oldest, it says it's the oldest and probably the most common Jewish name in existence. Cohen indicates descent from the biblical priestly family, Cohenim, 
according to tradition, the Kohanim are descendants of Aaron, the first high priest. I would drop the mic, but we're already having problems with it. Listen to this. The first high priest, the elder brother of Moses. Moses is my uncle. That's pretty amazing. Now, and and uh, I'm telling Patty that she, can, she needs to start calling me like the great high priest or the most excellent one. She has yet to come up with what she's going to call me yet, but she's working on it. She got something she's working on. But you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I am a, a pastor not because of the possibilities of my ancestry. I am a pastor because the Holy Spirit has given me a gift to be used to build God's people up into mighty disciples of God who make other mighty disciples of God so souls can be saved and the kingdom of God can be built. And God has given you the gift for the same reason. It's for the same reason, to make disciples. For every one of us, that's the reason why he moves in and gives you these wonderful gifts. But it don't hurt for Moses to be your uncle at the same time. So let me give you some reasons why, a couple of reasons why people have not received this amazing gift. And I've mentioned this before, but every time my mind goes back to when I was a youth pastor and I was teaching about the Holy Spirit and I had a young girl raise her hand and I knew the young girl was a daughter of a pastor from another denomination that didn't quite see the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the same way. Really with the, more of the speaking in tongues part than anything else, there was a disconnect there. And I saw this little girl raising her hand as I began to talk about the importance. And if you learned anything in ministry, you just don't let anybody be able to, especially teenagers, be able to interrupt the service to ask a question. But she insisted and I finally just stopped and said, honey, what, what is it? And she said, if he's so important, why has nobody ever told me about him? And this was the daughter of a pastor. He's vitally important to your personal life. You may say, well, I, I can't understand it. Hear me the experience will validate it. I'm going to say that again. The experience will validate it. I don't understand it either. I don't know why God chose speaking in tongues, and that's just part of it. I don't know why he chose that as, 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 a, as part of the evidence. I don't understand, but I know when I pray in my heavenly language, things happen. I know there's something being done. Maybe he uses the tongue because the Bible says no one can tame the tongue, that it's full of deadly poison. Maybe that's the reason why he uses the tongue for something good instead of something bad. I don't know. A couple of reasons. Number one, there's a lack of understanding. In Acts, it says this. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul 
took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, I love this, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, they've already received Christ, okay? So let me, let me clarify. Many people say, well, I have the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do at salvation. We, we covered that last week. The Holy Spirit moves in. In John, there is an account where Jesus said he breathed on his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. That is separate from the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, well, Pastor, why is there a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's a spiritual thing. The experience will validate it. Baptism means to be immersed in. I can just tell you this, that when you receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you will know it's a greater evidence, it's a greater moving and a greater working in your life. You already have the Holy Spirit when you received salvation, but the baptism with the Holy Spirit is what he told his disciples, you wait on. And they did, it made a difference. So he says, now, uh, since have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Talking about this baptism, they answered, no, we ain't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so many people do not understand what we're talking about today, which the Holy Spirit is going to help us with. So there is this misunderstanding. So maybe you're here today and you have never been taught about the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of God and the third person of the Trinity. He was sent by God to live in you for when you receive salvation. I covered that. But the gift is beyond that. It is separate than that. And you have to receive that, even though you don't understand it. Baptism means immersed, completely covered. And he gives you a greater power with that baptism. And do you have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? No. But Jesus wants you to. He knows how much it will benefit you. There was a couple who saved up for a long, long time to go on their dream vacation. And their dream vacation was a cruise, and it was that vacation of a lifetime. And, and they became friends with some other couples on the cruise. And, but the friends noticed that the couple never came to any of the formal dinners, or they never saw them in any of the other restaurants. And on the last night of the cruise, <coughs> excuse me, someone brought it up and said, we, we never see you here eating with us. And the couple said, well, we, we can't afford to eat at the restaurant. So we have been eating the cheese and bread that we brought from the house. And they were shocked and disappointed when they were told that it was included in the price of the trip. Now I'm here to tell you, the gift has been given. It's already included in this wonderful journey with the Lord. You can receive it. You can experience him. And I'm telling you, it will make things better. Jesus would not have emphasized it so much if it was not for your benefit. Do you have to receive him to go to heaven? No. You get to. You get to. Why would we not want more power from God? Amen? Well, what if it makes me do something stupid? You already got that covered. Just look at your Facebook post and you already got that covered. <laughs> no, he's here to help you. So wonderful. I tell the Holy Spirit, can't say every morning, but most every morning, 
I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. He's that real to me. I thank him for being with me. There are going to be many Christians who are disappointed when they find out what, could, what they could have experienced on this journey with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Then the second reason some do not receive it is just um, they have a wrong understanding. And Satan does his best to discredit and to deceive believers, to deceive believers from receiving this gift because he knows the result means more power over his work. You hear me? He tries to talk you out of receiving it because he understands when Jesus said, you will have more power to be my witness, that means you will have more power over him and his work in your life. So no wonder why he's smart to try to talk you out of it, right? And he wants to keep you from it because he understands that. He will do his best to talk you out of it. He will say things like this, speaking in tongues is of the devil. And Pastor Rob had someone tell him that, and I remember many years ago he said that he thought about it, the Lord helped him think about it, and all the friends that he had, that he knew were living for the devil, none of them were speaking in tongues. So he knew that was not right. <laughs> Satan will tell you this, all that ceased with the early apostles. And let me tell you today, multi-millions of believers have received and have been empowered by the Holy Spirit since that day. He will say that's a special gift for some, but not for everyone. Peter said on the day, and I read it earlier, that uh, it is for everyone. Let me read it for you in Acts 2 again. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Look, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off and for all whom the Lord God will call. That's me and you. And some get confused. Well, only some special people have that gift. And we saw the gift of the tongue and interpretation just a moment ago. And that is a gift from the Lord. That is for the body of Christ. The gift of the baptism with the Holy Spirit is for every believer. It's for you. The gift of the tongue and interpretation is for the body. Would you stand with me, please? I'm so glad that I was brought up in a church that was full of the Holy Ghost. Now, there were some things there that confused me about him a little bit that the Lord had to bring me some clarity about. Some, there were some speaking in tongues that, that done some things that was questionable after. It don't mean you're perfect, right? It means that you are, you've received from the Lord and you're doing your best. It should mean you're doing your best to serve him. It's not a badge to wear. There is a daily infilling that we need. It's not just a one-time experience. We need to be filled every day. If you are, you know what I'm talking about, man. We need that fresh power every day flowing through us. Now, what confused me about the church that I grew up in, there was just some confusion when you came to receive him. It was, it was sort of hard. It was a little spooky. It's if you went up to the altar, first of all, he, he, he was very, it was deemed important, yes. And, but when you went up to the altar, people would gather around you. 
And I'm telling you, then it began. I mean, it broke out in that church service. And some people will be telling you to let it go. And you're just saying, okay, I'll let, whatever it is, what am I letting go? Then some people say, you got to hang on. It's like, well, I just let it go. It's a little too late for me. <laughs> what am I supposed to be hanging on to? And there was some <laughs> confusion. And I'm convinced that maybe some received it just to get everybody to leave them alone. Da, 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 da. I don't know. <laughs> but their heart was right. Let me make it simple. This is the way the Lord is. First of all, to receive the gift, you first repent. You make sure that your heart is submitted to the Lord. That if, if you need to be saved, you can get saved and receive at the same time right after that. But you repent. You just make sure, God, if there's sin in my life, I don't want it there. And that's what we do anyway, right? We do that to live for the Lord. We just make sure our heart's consecrated to the Lord. Lord, I repent, and I'm going to surrender my life to you. And that's the key. Not just repenting, but you surrender your life to the Lord. Then you realize, number two, you realize the gift is for you. You say, God, I may not understand it, but if you offer it, I receive it. And I receive everything you have for me. I don't want nothing you don't have for me, but I want everything you have for me. In just a moment, we're not going to make this hard. We're not going to make this confusing. Right where you are, we're going to pray for you to receive. And I believe the Lord is going to baptize many that want it, okay? We had this happen in our lead class. I don't know, I forget how many. Just received it right there in a small class. And, and then we're going to receive it by faith. And this is where it does get a little confusing, a little tricky. The Lord is not going to move your lips. You will feel something welling up inside of you, and it's your spirit, man. And the Holy Spirit speaks through your spirit, man. You'll feel an utterance, uh, something welling up inside of you. And when you open your mouth and you give voice to what you feel like the Lord is doing inside of you, there, there will be a tongue that comes out. And it's going to, who knows what it's going to sound out. You don't have to sound like the person beside you. It will be a syllable. It will be an utterance. Hear me. You will understand, oh, this is, I don't understand this, but this is the Lord. I know it's him. And as you begin to use that gift, it grows. Sybil mentioned earlier about intercession. Intercession is one of those gifts to the church. And it's amazing with intercession. When you speak in a tongue sometimes, even in intercession, I've, I've been used in intercession before, and even your dialect changes. You understand that you're praying for a different country during those times. Do we understand? I know it's spiritual, but man, it's wonderful. Without any confusion, I hope I haven't confused you, we're going to repent. Would you bow your head? If there's sin in your life, just ask the Lord to forgive me. Lord, forgive me. <clears throat> Maybe for you, it's something that you've been dealing with for quite some time. You've got to surrender, not just repent, but surrender. God, I give this to you. I don't want this in my life anymore. Remove it from me. There's some habitual sins that the Lord will remove if you ask him to. Forgive me for that, Lord. Would you forgive me in Jesus' name? I believe you can set me free from this, and I pray you would. Father God, I pray you would set them free right now from the sin of pornography, from that habitual sin of alcoholism, from that habitual sin, Lord God, take it away in Jesus' name. All the others, would you do that? You surrender it to the Lord. Lord, I give this to you. I don't want this. And I need some help. I need some help. Lord, I know you're doing it. I thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that today. Now, if you want to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, 
Would you just raise your hand straight up to heaven? You don't have to be ashamed in this house, I guarantee you. What, if, what happens, Pastor, if I don't say anything? That's okay. You've already told the Lord you want it, and he's already given it to you. You're just going to take a minute for you to put it into to action, okay? Well, we believe many of you are fixing to receive it right now. Now, when we pray this prayer, after that, don't speak English anymore. We want to say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Well, we are going to praise him, but give your time for your spirit, man, to speak through you, okay? And we're fixing to pray this prayer together. If you want to raise your hand, it's not too late. Raise your hand straight up to heaven. Now, I'm going to give you the words, and then we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, and we see what he does after that, okay? Remember, you got to put voice to it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I commit my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I believe he is given for me, and I receive him now, and I will speak in tongues and use my prayer language. Now, Lord, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, just go ahead and begin. Pray, uh, don't pray out loud, but focus on the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do it now, Lord. Give prayer language now, Lord God. Thank you that you've already given them this gift. Lord God, thank you. Believers, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, let's encourage them to begin praying in tongues. Would you do that? Come on, believers, go ahead. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's okay to use your tongue. We're encouraging right now. Hold up. If you received your prayer language, put your other hand up so we know you don't receive your prayer language. Now, you received the baptism, but if you've received your prayer language, put your other hand up, okay, so we know. Okay, look at me for just a moment. What You say, well, Pastor, I didn't pray in tongues. I, I, that's sort of hard in a room like this. When you ask for the gift, God gave it to you. Now, when you get all by yourself, you put on you some worship. You see, what, what happens is a lot of times, I don't want to miss God. I don't want to say something. that I get that. I get that. The Lord does too. Get all by yourself. Put on you some worship music. Say, Lord. I do want your baptism. I've received your baptism. I believe it. I want my prayer language. Help me to use it. Okay? And the Lord will use it. He will help you with that. He will. So you can use that. There was um, I, one of my favorite stories was a, a, um, a man that was seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, he, you know, and, and for him... He believed he had to pray in tongues, but he was really struggling with that. And, and you do, that is a benefit of the baptism. And his wife was just praying with him. And, and one night while he was asleep, he was very analytical, though had to think it through, you know, all of that. And one night while he was asleep, his wife heard him praying in tongues while he was sleeping. And the Lord knew he had to settle his mind. <laughs> 
to be able to do that for him. And uh, he began to use his prayer language in his sleep. Y'all, the Lord has got so many great things for you. And the baptism of the, with the Holy Spirit is the second greatest thing you can experience. Terry, seek, you received it when you asked him. I keep saying Terry because that's the way I was brought up. You received it when you uh, asked him for it. But seek out your prayer language. He's going to give it to you. He won't withhold it from you. Amen? Hasn't it been a good day to be in the house of the Lord? Let's just thank him again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. And Lord, God, there's going to be so many asking you this week, Lord, God, I received the baptism. Now, Lord, let me, let me know you're here. And they're going to be asking for that prayer language. And I, I know you're going to help them to be able to speak that out. We thank you for it. <clears throat> Lord, blow their minds. I pray this week that you would show your power to them in an amazing way. Would you do that, Lord? <clears throat> you said that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And let it be in such a way that they realize, oh, this is, this is what the pastor prayed for. This is what Jesus talked about. And I feel it. Let them feel it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, we don't have to spiritually, we don't have to, we shouldn't have to feel it to believe it, but it's sure good when you do, isn't it? Sure good to feel it when and the Lord allows you to. All right, I think there's a Christmas party for the uh, hospitality team. And uh, so for all of you movers, I know that um, you're going to have a great time. Let me pray a blessing over you this week. Don't forget to bring someone back with you next week for our Christmas service. If you will receive this blessing, raise your hand. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.